You're listening to The Catalyst with Samantha Chris, where we explore the inner workings of embracing the unknown, from ordinary daily habits to extraordinary measures. Get ready, we're about to ignite change and inspire action. With us today is award-winning photographer, creative consultant, and chief energy officer at Alchemia, Monique Simon. Monique's passion and zest for life bleeds into every part of her career and personal life. This world traveler was born and raised in Toronto, but was drawn to the joie de vivre of Montreal, where she is currently living her best life in quarantine. Monique, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Sam. I'm really glad you're here. In the years that I've followed you and your work, you've been someone who, as I've perceived it, have reinvented yourself a number of times and you really seem to be someone who likes to go with the flow and as this being a show about change I want to know is change something that's easy for you well you know what in terms of my career I think as an artist and freelance photographer for the past 20 years I've needed and welcomed uh, change to keep things fresh and flowing and you know having new projects and skills to acquire along with challenges, that part's been a blessing. However, the truth is, in my personal life, I used to find change very difficult and, for the most part, overwhelming. Mm. So I've seen you shift your professional focus. You've taken on incredibly diverse creative projects, but perhaps the biggest shift that I've observed is in your mindset and your approach to parenting. Is that fair to say? Um, I would say that that's the most externally evident part of my inner shift mm. and what up until now I've been comfortable with sharing um, via my, my social platforms um, 100%, 100%. So you're really, really quite open in sharing what you're thinking, how you're feeling, your ability to really control your mindset as well as the real life raw behind the scenes of what it's like to be homeschooling your son. What has catalyzed these shifts for you in the way that you kind of look at the world and your decision to parent your son the way you do? I would say in relation to parenting, deciding to homeschool um, Max for the past year stemmed from me observing that he really had talents and gifts that were being underserved by the program that he was in. And I, and I realized that I could basically change the trajectory of his life by sacrificing a bit of mine to spend this year with him. So going out uh, on my own, so to speak, a little bit rogue, um, I think really stems from the way that I personally was raised mm. and having the confidence that stepping outside of the box isn't actually such a scary place to to be and that there's a lot of magic when you decide to follow your gut and intuition especially um as a parent and i think the confidence maybe has come through my like age um maybe just maturing as as a mother and trusting more and more my intuitive guidance i love that and one of the things i love so much about following your journey is that I've been challenged myself. Like I, you know, in full transparency had my own 
preconceived ideas of what it meant to homeschool and my opinions on it, which were totally, you know, not based on any fact. I'm not a parent and it's, it was really unfair of me to have my own opinion on it being so far removed, but seeing you make this choice and watching, albeit from the outside, but seeing how curious your son is and how many cool things he just gets to be involved in because he's got such a creative out of the box thinking mom he's learning so much more than the standard school curriculum while still staying up to speed on things that you know that the information that he'll need going into high school but what an incredible journey to observe as an outsider that you can actually have fun with education it i found that it was that his curiosity had what really was was what was stifled and I just took the the leap of faith that somehow some way I was able to figure out how to guide him back to this place um and albeit for sure I had my preconceived notions of homeschooling myself and definitely to start off it was my, my brain was basically broken um but I think as with all things you, you find your stride mm-hmm. and we've really had a fantastic year and I would say it was it, it was worth it 100 percent it was worth it and has been a beautiful evolution for for both of us so this has obviously been a big shift probably one you didn't necessarily see coming, but there have been a number of pivotal moments in your life which have encouraged you to reassess the way that you were either living or doing business. Can you share some of those moments in your life which have fundamentally changed you? I would say that the number one catalyst, other than, you know, my, my son and, and my growth as a, as a mother and the journey, that story, actually has been the story of loss. Um, Cancer has been a reoccurring storyline and the very special people I've lost along the way left me with gifts in their mindset, which I, I found contagious and decided to adapt and blend into my own, partly as a way to keep their presence with me and another as just a best practice to live life to the full. So um, really my journey through loss has given me the, the, the most power and grace to, to grow and to, to make major changes in my own personal life through these, through these adventures. I find it so interesting and and really quite beautiful that despite loss and hardship and the hard lessons and experiences that you are still on this relentless pursuit of happiness i see it in everything that you share all that you create in every conversation you are willing to consistently choose happy do you think that happiness is actually a choice I 100,000%. Maybe we could turn it into a trillion. Um, <laughs> that happiness is, it is a choice. Um, is it the easy choice? 
Mm. Is it the better choice? For me, it definitely has been. Um, yeah. Yeah, I do believe it is a choice. And I'm gonna, the disclaimer in that, however, is if you have the right chemical balance to be able to make those choices. So I mm. do understand and have fully acknowledged that in the arena of mental health, there are certain circumstances that are challenging just due to someone's chemical makeup right? to be able to make these choices without additional assistance. And that's okay. But for the most part, yes, it's possible to shift your mind into a space where happiness is an actual choice despite your circumstances. Okay, so I want to dig into that a bit deeper, and in particular, your mindset and your routine, because this is something that, you know, day in, day out is a choice that you continue to make. So how do you prioritize joy in your life? There was a couple of years back where um, I think that I, I came to like the edge, pretty much the edge, and I classify it as burnout. Um, so uh, inside of that, I shifted my time and my energy to devote more of it to the practices and things that for me, uh, you know, spark joy. So um, one, being connecting to nature and spending more time outside. Yes, I would say I've been privileged to be able to travel and do that when the climate here is not as favorable to being outside. But for <laughs> me, it's, it's one. It's one of my. It's one of my number one. Um, definitely getting outside. Um, I would say number two. I'm really connected to music and sound, and I tie that in with movement. So music and movement, and for me, that equals uh, dance and yoga. I think I've seen you dance more times than I've seen you not dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's a great, for me, it's a great outlet. I, I, I love to dance. I think I'll dance for the day I die. Um, my self-care rituals include, um, if anybody follows me on Instagram, they would know that a bath is essential mm -hmm. to my sense of well-being. Um, and in the past couple of years, meditation has definitely taken its place as part of something that is an integral part of my life. And part of the program that I introduced with my son this year in his homeschooling. I love uh, that. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I can't see how they're not going to include it in every educational program from grade one through to high school and university. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, gratitude, affirmations. And I would say the last thing that really helps keep things going are my relationships and connections. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very important part of being a happy, healthy human it's having people to love and uh, to love you. That's a really holistic view too, right? We've got mind, body, soul all in there. It's work. 
it's, yeah. it's, I, I'm not going to tell anybody that you, there's some magic pill you can swallow. There isn't. So it, it's worked, but I would say that just devoting more time um, and energy into learning about these practices and the scientific backing behind why they do help. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's worth it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Simply put, it's worth it. Okay. So let's unpack that a little bit. Like what are some of the benefits that you've seen in spending more time on yourself, connecting with yourself, with nature? How have you kind of reaped the benefits of that work outside those moments? I used to, I've actually gone through periods of my life where I suffered from anxiety, like actually having panic attacks. Mm -hmm. So learning about these practices and working through them helped me on my own without using um, pharmaceuticals to get a handle on, on my life and on the physical symptoms of anxiety which I think a lot of people might end up um, experiencing in one way, shape or another and not know where to turn. Right. Um, But there are holistic practices that you can implement into your life that will literally make a difference. Other than the anxiety, uh, two years ago, I suffered from a bout of insomnia, which was Mm. very unexpected. And I probably, you know, don't want to really talk about my age, but <laughs> hitting the big hitting the big four O, I saw shifts in my body and 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 in my hormones. And learning using the things that I knew could help in other areas definitely helped me to get out of that story. Um and I've been sleeping like a baby this whole quarantine. So <laughs> I'm Silver quite lining. happy that I had the tools at my disposal to, to get back to a, a safe sleeping environment. No kidding. What about as a creative? Everything you touch is creative. And, and if it isn't a creative project, you make it one. And so have these practices helped you tap into either a new level of creativity or just really hone in on that skill? I think it's helped me to be able to say no, Mm. to say no more to things and projects that weren't in alignment with my belief system. And that's brought me a lot of joy, strange but true fact. No is a beautiful word. And it is a complete sentence. So often I find we feel that we need to justify when we don't want to do something, when it doesn't feel aligned. But it is a very liberating sentence and word. And, and that no, actually, is what allowed me to be able to shift my schedule, um, pay my bills and homeschool my son, which is an actual full-time job, as most people are acknowledging during this time. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this time for a second, because I think pre-COVID, the, the topics of insomnia and anxiety would speak to people differently than they do now. People who have never suffered from anxiety, who've never had to worry about their realities of mental health issues are going through this time, second guessing themselves, feeling 
afraid, feeling angry, and rightfully so, but is there a tip or kind of a life hack that you can share that allows us to snap out of those feelings in the moment and flip that happiness switch on? I would say that there are three key things that everybody can access regardless of their income level or situation and that there are plentiful resources to, to use. My number one is meditation. There are a plethora. If this is something that somebody doesn't know anything about, there are a, so many apps that can be downloaded, that can be accessed through a computer, that can guide you step by step to start the journey of changing and letting go of thoughts and helping people acknowledge that they actually are not their emotions. Mm. This is a very important space to jump into. I would say in this time, and especially from, for somebody who's never, ever uh, seen a place for it in their life, to learn how to turn the conversations off that are happening inside of their mind. So powerful. Um, the second thing, dance and music, very powerful tool in terms of shifting energy. Mm-hmm. And it's immediate. It's an immediate response from your body. And all you need is a couple square feet. You can push away if you live in the smallest apartment on planet Earth that you feel confined in. Push the chair and table to the side. Hop on the YouTube. Find some music that makes you move. And no one's watching you. You can do this all alone by yourself and literally shift your energy. Mm-hmm. The last thing that might sound strange to um people because it's something that seems automatic is breathing and it's kind of a newly emerging subject it's called breath work from the moment you came into this world it's something you've never stopped doing it's so <laughs> true breathing and learning to use your breath to help control your emotions and your mind it's a very powerful tool and one that, yes, therapists use, but you can learn how to use your own breath as a tool for yourself and shifting your mind. And there's so many available apps and websites and therapists who are offering free workshops and explaining how it all works. And you can sit on your couch by yourself This doesn't cost a thing. None of these things cost anything. And you can start the story and journey on your own in this time. And that's, those are three things. I love them. I actually discovered breath work a couple years ago and it was game changing. And I went in thinking that I wouldn't be very good at it, even though I have indeed been breathing my whole life. I'm also asthmatic. And I was a little bit nervous of some of the exercises because there's, you know, you're, you're inhaling for long periods of time, you're holding your breath and seeing how long you can go without exhaling and some of the exercises that I did. 
And just the thought of it was super stressful. And as soon as I let that go, that it wasn't going to be a stressful activity and that if, you know, if I couldn't do it, then I just was able to inhale. The world wasn't ending. And I kind of just surrendered to the, the flow and the guidance in which our facilitators were giving us. It was so beautiful. And, and it was such an eye-opening moment in that I imposed so many limiting beliefs I can't do this. This is going to be hard. And the beauty of surrendering to it and following your breath and using that as a, a vehicle to tap into a level of consciousness that you don't actively tap into in your waking regular breathing hours is so cool. It's really an amazing tool. And I, I'm super excited for some of the therapeutic tools that are used on a professional level to be accessed by the general public to better their own relationship with their own mental health care. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and this is, I think, the time where the stigma is literally going to have to be erased because more people are inside of a boat that they've never ever been in or thought they would ever be in. Yeah. And more than ever, we're having to row together <laughs> to stay afloat. Yeah. Li literally, literally. Um, and the support systems are there. Mm -hmm. The support systems are there and doors are opening to people um, being curious about how to make changes in their life. And it's, I think it's beautiful. I think it's amazing. Agreed. Okay, so some rapid fire happiness questions coming your way, total surprise. I don't want you to overthink it. I just want you to say the first thing that comes to mind. Number one, what is your best, most favorite dance song to get you in a happy mood? <laughs> um, actually, it's a song by an African artist named Yemi Aladay. And it's, the song's actually called Africa. Okay. It's hands down my number one shake it down song. <laughs> All right. Number two, what is your favorite happy go-to snack? Oh, man. Um, I love me some food. So uh, tacos. 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 I thought it was going to be donuts. Oh, but... That's in, okay. In the sweet department, hands down, universally, I will be buried with donuts inside of my coffin. <laughs> 100% a donut. And in the savory department, just, just slather me in tacos. Number three, who would be your go-to celebrity to put you in a happy mood? I would say in the past two months, that actually has like, really shifted and the top to bring me joy celebrities that I stalk online on Instagram are two chefs one his name is Maddie Matheson and the other which most people know his name is Jamie Oliver but he's been a superstar of the gram for me personally in the past two months. Like I cry, I laugh, I 
been moved. I, I don't even know what to do with myself. I love these two humans and they give me life. So what about them? I mean, are they funny? Are they resourceful? Um, the hilariousness that comes out of Maddie Matheson's existence. Um, I die. I pretty much die every day. Like this is one of the <laughs> funniest people that I like, I, we exchange DMs. Like I actually love this man and he has decided to love me back. Like he's one of my humans. <laughs> like, like I actually just DM him constantly. Thank you for existing. Um, and then one day he decided to actually respond. So I love him. Jamie Oliver has actually shown himself to be a beautiful human um, in quarantine with his family. His quarantine cooking has just been scrumptious and beautiful. And he's started a campaign to help out some of the small farms and artisans that um, in the community were really supported by the restaurants that actually continue to be um, closed in the UK. And he's literally saved some of these farmers and their, their livelihoods through his platform. And at this time, using your influence to really reach into somebody else's life that doesn't have the same access, for me, it's been really beautiful to watch. And his authenticity and, and the genuine way he's gone about supporting these 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 artists it's 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 been amazing to watch he's really a gem of a human that is lovely yeah i have to say you are definitely one of those people for me whose feeds i look at and there's just so much color and energy and excitement and not at all put on i mean this is the real you it's real talk and even on the days where you're not feeling it you just bring such joy in your not having it attitude that I kind of want to not have it with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. I never really know what anybody thinks. I just put whatever is in the mood out. Um, that if I can give something to somebody, you know, I've, I've used my little square for, for something good. You absolutely have. You really, really have it. It makes my day. And when you're away and traveling the world, I get to live vicariously through you. And when you're back and eating at all the favorite restaurants and sharing pictures of your food and sharing pictures of your bath time, I mean, it's just a constant reminder to do things that fill your cup. And, I, you know, whether you know it or not, it's, um, it's a really nice way to spend my time scrolling <laughs> because not only is it aesthetically pleasing but I feel like there's always a lesson wrapped in there oh thank you so much for sharing that but I, I the bath time I do literally bring my phone in the bath to share it to encourage people to get into their own so the I've time. actually received text messages from you instructing me to take a bath <laughs> <laughs> so yes you are an advocate for the bath that I know and, and and I do I do plan on on bringing that to a whole new level shortly. So 
Well, well, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay everybody. tuned. So where can listeners connect with you, keep the good vibes rolling and see what it is that you're up to? I would say it at this point, the number one spot to find me is on the gram. At Monique Frodo, folks. Beautiful. I'm going to drop that in the show note, as well as your go-to dance song. I'm going to drop the links to a couple of folks that you follow on Instagram. Thank you so much for bringing your energy to the show and sharing your insight, Monique. Thank you so much for having me. And I am so enthralled with the fact that this is something that a platform that you, you host, you're fantastic and fabulous. And I'm just so excited to see the rest of the story. Amazing. Thank you. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Catalyst with Samantha Chris. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, I hope you're feeling a little more equipped to lean into the unknown and take inspired action.